You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival. I'm your host, John Brooks. With me, as always, is co-host Kevin Miller. Hey, Johnny. Oh, man, I'm excited about today's guest. Uh, today, today's a good one. It is. I feel, uh, well, I'm just lucky that I have a friend like you who knows some great people with uh, positive energy and a lot of hard work and drive. Yeah, Joe is definitely one of those guys that uh, has positive energy and... Uh, Joe's one of those kind of underground guys that's been super influential in the surf industry, um, but you may not have heard of him. And uh, he's done design stints with uh, Quicksilver, uh, Hollister, uh, Volcom. At one point, he's the Volcom board short designer, uh, hanging out in the Jerry Lopez house, surfing with Dave Wassel and Ty Van Dyke. I mean, the guy's the guy's really been an influential part of, of surf culture and surf industry. Yeah, those are the perks of... Working hard, right? I mean, it's like I got kids who have uh, all gone to college, but like when in the surf industry, you really have to pay your dues. You have to start at the bottom. Um, there's not a lot of free handouts there unless you're a really good surfer. And it's just nice to see and hear from somebody who's who's done the, the hard work and started um, with nothing and just kind of crushed it ever since. Yeah, absolutely. And now uh, I feel like he's kind of culminating his uh, – rise through the industry with his latest brand country club surf club and we'll talk more about that but um yeah we're super stoked to have joe frizzell on the show today and uh so enjoy
yeah, recapping. So yeah, Joe and I were, were roommates briefly in the mid nineties. I had just finished college and he was living in Huntington beach and, uh, and we were introduced by uh, a, a mutual friend, John Moore, uh, from over at outer known and John and I went to college together and, uh, were you designing at that time, Joe? I, I think I remember you were doing stuff. I was doing like little freelance. I was trying to learn at that time to illustrator. And I was doing a lot of uh, kind of painting waves and just a lot of just trial and error. I, for a job, I was doing road construction. So that was kind of the beginning. Yeah. Out of college, went and did road construction um tried a few different other stints that didn't really stick and uh but yeah uh, shortly thereafter i think it was in 98 i went over to quicksilver i got my that's where i started okay i was gonna say yeah what what was your your break like into the designing world um so my buddy tyson white um uh just a friend from around town uh, knew that I loved to paint and just, I really was into graphics and all that. Um, he was the design director or something like that for quick back then. Um, I think in the T department and the sample coordinator didn't show up one day uh, or like two days or something. And they called me up and they said, Hey, Joe, you want to come in? You start as a sample coordinator um and i jumped right on top of it um for eight dollars and 25 cents an hour yeah <laughs> sick uh, that is a break <laughs> so, yeah it was a break um but it was rad uh working with greg murray and the team over there um at the time and driving to the screen printers asking the screen printers questions on how yeah, I just got to go through the whole process of learning how everything's made and designed and stuff like that. And that was a, it was an epic time. Nice. And so how long were you at Quick? I was there two to three years. Yeah, I think I was, yeah, I was having a blast. So like just learning how to do everything. And then, um, you know, you'd just ask them, Hey, how do you make that number one selling t-shirt graphic or how do you do this and how do you do that? And they were very instrumental in teaching me a lot of the processes and illustrator and Photoshop. Um, it was like going to college there, nice. uh, right for it. And, uh, and then I remember John Moore was starting up out, um, Hollister back then. Yeah. And, uh, he called me, I remember having a conversation with him a couple of times and I was like, no way. I'll never move to Ohio. <laughs> you will never, ever, ever get me out there. So uh, one day I was getting getting dinner and uh, or picking up food at the supermarket. Um, and my ATM card got declined. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man, I'm just just want this chicken and food and i'm like oh, i'm just i'm not making it i've been working my tail off i was doing side jobs and just man i just wasn't quite making it wasn't making the cut and uh i remember just calling up john and i said all right john let's do it and uh what, was there yeah, a num- 
was there a number involved? I mean, Hollister's going to be paying a lot more, obviously, in your. Yeah, they, they just about doubled my salary. Yeah. So that's um, what it take. That's what it took to bring take you away from the ocean was double salary and then an occasional surf trip with that money or something. Well, and I also knew I was going to come back. Exactly. Right. Like it wasn't. Let's do it for the career. Let's, um, you know, I've surfed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we can take a little break. You know, uh, I've blown off enough uh, responsibility up to this point. Um, maybe it's time I make a little sacrifice and, uh, you know, kind of take it up the next level or, you know, take the next step. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I met with John, I talked to him and he set up an interview, went out and met this guy, Perry Brown out there, um, who was kind of the, you know, t-shirt director and stuff like that, um, for non cut and sew out there. And, he loved some of the waves that I had drawn, uh, that I had in my portfolio. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. And that is just, it was crazy going out there from the surf industry into like, you know, mainstream middle America type corporation, um, outside of the, you know, the bro surf industry where everyone's a bro and everyone surfed and did all that. So, yeah, it was just, um, I, I don't know. It was one of the best things I ever did, to tell you the truth, to get outside my comfort zone. I believe Learned it. A ton. Oh, I, I believe it, too. And just out of curiosity, when you left, was Nonoscopus there already or no, not quite? Yeah, he was. That's cool. Yeah, did so you... he had just started, um, and it was right there. I think I left just before... What was that? The Nathan Fletcher movie came out. Um, the, ah, I forget what it was. We had the premiere. That was one of the last things. Actually. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, Quicksilver was raging at that time. They got Nottis. They got these killer teams. The skate team's blowing up. The surf team was rad. You know, you had Kelly all the way. You know, you had Strider, Dylan Graves. Danny Fuller, um, uh, you know, a lot of Benny Bourgeois, you know, was doing it. So I was doing t-shirt graphics with photos of these guys, Freddie P. Um, and then we have this Christmas party. So we go to this Christmas party and Queens of the Stone Age are playing. <laughs> and it was insane. So we end up having a great time, definitely quite a few drinks. Um, so this was a New Year's party or Christmas party. My boss ends up spending the night uh, on the couch uh, down there on 47th Street um, in Newport. And he's getting in. We, so we're driving to work the next morning. And as we're driving down the street, my buddy comes out of his house and he's like, Joe, what's up? I'm like, oh, not a whole, whole lot. What's going on? He goes, dude, I can't believe you're moving to Ohio. And I'm like, oh, uh, and he's like, what's up? And I'm like, oh, there's my boss right here with me. He doesn't know what's going on yet. 
<laughs> and my oh boss my is sitting there just so hungover. Greg Murray is sitting there just so hungover, just looking at me like, what, what, what? <laughs> what is going on? Uh, it was hilarious. And yeah, that was a long drive into work. <laughs> yeah, oh, <bet>. brutal. <laughs> that was a long 15 minutes. But uh, yeah, so went That's to it. Ohio. I was there for one year, eight months, six days. Oh, that's not bad. So, which city were you in? Um, so the the uh, headquarters was in New Albany, Ohio. Um, and I actually ended up buying just a house right there, like a little two bedroom, um, right on this like park and everything. It was it was pretty nice. I was pretty happy to tell you the truth and just started golfing. There was a golf, like I was like two miles away from work and in between work and my house was a golf course. Not so bad. I just played golf on the way to work, play nine in in the morning and then play nine or play nine or 18 in the afternoon. Nice. There's nothing else to do. That's great, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just out of curiosity, uh, did you, this is way before it was kind of popular or whatever. Did you bother? With a surf in the uh, Great Lakes or no? Dude, we tried. We thought yeah. about it. Wanted to get up there and do it. Um, never did. Never did. But mm. yeah, my buddy uh, Bob Cox, who was married to, he was from San Diego, and his wife had moved out to work for Abercrombie as well. And uh, he was one of my neighbors, and we always talked about it. When are we going to go? When are we going to go? But we never really made it happen. Um, I did go windsurfing while I was out there during the middle of like this insane snowstorm out oh. there at this lake by our house. And it was so freaking cold. It was, it was nuts. I'm like, okay, we're not doing that again. Pretty yeah. much got hypothermia. You think you're good with your three, two. Oh my God. California <laughs> out there in the winter. And you're like, yeah, no, this is too cold. That's hilarious. I'm and so, Joe, from a work standpoint, like you, uh, you know, you felt like you got a pretty good education at Quicksilver. Did you feel like the experience at Abercrombie there in Hollister was equal or better or worse? It was just different. I, the, I think the biggest thing I took away from that was learning how to work with people that weren't completely like minded, you know, and, and yeah. seeing things from a different perspective. Um, and in the end, you're still kind of doing the same thing. You're making the name of the brand look cool and you're just shifting things around and colors and whatnot, but it's really the work environment. And, um, of course they did things differently than the, um, kind of the, you know, Quicksilver and stuff like that, uh, through production and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, it was pretty rad on campus there. They, they had their own store and you would go down and they would do floor sets and you, you, you would make it look like you were, you know, it looked and, and felt like you were in, in the mall and it was, you were right there, just right there by your office. And oh, that's it was cool. pretty neat. They, they went to the nines on how, like the de- attention to detail on everything, mm. which was rad. Yeah, it's like a little vacation whenever you walk into the store with the smell and the wood yeah. in the background. I'm sure that's how they were pitching it. Like, you know, 
we want it to feel like you step into a, a beachside store when you walk, you know, and, and it was absolutely, you're right. I mean, they did a good job of that. I remember when my kid, my older kids were uh, pretty young in the early 2000s and they were going through the mall still. I haven't been in a mall in a long time, but um, yeah, I can imagine the retail footprint was always like a huge thing and your education might've included some of that too. Yeah. It, it, um, it's just, yeah, it was just a, so different than anything I'd been immersed in. Um, and that attention to detail on things. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. And I think for a while they were one of the fastest growing apparel brands in the United States, right? Yep. Oh, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> I, I'm thinking back when, uh, like, I put in notice. It was funny. So I came in, I put in notice, or, gosh, I, word traveled fast at Quicksilver. I come in, I go sit at my desk, and I see Tom Holbrook's number come up on my phone. And he was like my dad there. Like, I, I love Holbrook. He's the raddest. And uh, he just goes, Joe, do not move. I'm coming right down. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, no, dad, this. So he came down. He's like, what are you doing? You can't leave. You know, they're the devil, this and that and everything. And I don't know. It, I had already, it was a big decision. I already made up my mind. And, um, I just, I was looking at like, I didn't want to be the guy who played that I'm leaving card and then get my salary doubled there. And then my guy, my buddies that I'm sitting next to, like get nothing. Sure. And it's like, Oh, so this opportunity came up. So now I'm worth more, but I'm going to go ahead and stay. Like it didn't sure. sit right with me. I, I kind of made up my mind and already, and I kind of went through it. And I remember walking down the hall it quick and then. Todd Klein's like, dude, what are you doing? I could get you your job back. I swear I could get you your job back as long as you like, you know, if you want me to, don't do it. And that was my way up to McKnight's office. And then McKnight just lit me up in there. Like, it was the worst decision I could ever make and stuff like that. But it actually worked out great. I met my wife out there. Um, and kind of just changed my path. I'd probably still be at Quicksilver if I <laughs> didn't do that. Or, you know, like I was flying the flag a lot. So I would I would have been there a long, long time. Um, but I met my wife out the, in Ohio. She was a merchandiser for Tees for the women's side of Hollister. And uh, she ended up get, getting a job at Paul Frank, she was from out, she's from LA and, and her mom, or she was ready to come back and uh, she got the job at Paul Frank and she was out here for about six months and she kept wondering if I was ever going to come out, am I coming back? And I honestly, at, at that point, I'd kind of gotten pretty comfortable, like getting paid, playing golf, just not really doing much. And, uh, and then I was, 
submitting resumes to everyone tried quick and they're like yeah right dude (laughs) (laughs) i was like come on and they're like no way you can't do that and then like billabong o'neill like all those guys i was trying to get back into and just it didn't really work out and then joe for the purpose of being with your future wife this was all to that to that end i take it or or were you actually like, I got to get back near the ocean too? No, it was strictly like, you know what? Uh, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm coming out. I'm not going to lose her. Right. Yeah, it was for the yeah. girl, right? Okay, yep. great. Yep. And uh, so she, yeah, kind of gave me the ultimatum. And then this job came up for Jinko Jeans. Um. <laughs> And I'm like, nice. and they were out of, uh, like some guy had the, um, the license for it out of Laguna. And I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it. I'll be working in Laguna. That'll be killer. We'll get a rad little spot. I'll get to surf all the time and this will be great. So get a book, a plane flight to go out to get an interview. And the night before, um, my longtime buddy, Danny Geary gave me a call and he was, uh, he was at Volcom. Um, Danny and I grew up on the same cul-de-sac actually as kids uh, in Agora Hills. And he called me and he's like, dude, you want to like a, a merchandise t-shirt and fleece merchandiser position at Volcom. And I was like, hell yeah. Like I'll, I'll come and interview for that, which you really don't want me to be like a product developer. I'm definitely more on the visual side um, and graphic side than numbers and full circle and stuff like that. But I made it work. And um, yeah, it was, that was a rad plane flight flying out from Ohio knowing I got a interview at Volcom. Yeah, yeah that's epic. Cause yeah, I mean, at that time Volcom was just straight, straight going straight up on the graph, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that was, I started there in 2004. Yeah. Yeah. So that it was, it, and that was rad. Like walking in there for the interview, and I was, you know, saw Brad Doherty, who I'd surf, you know, I'd surf with a bunch of these guys, Randy Childress, saw Eckert, and, you know, Danny, and just a bunch of these guys that I'd see in the water. You didn't really realize it until you head into the building. And I was like, okay, well, I guess it's on and they're like, yeah, let's do it. So that was, that was pretty awesome. And then I went down to the Jinko jeans interview and the guy's like, Hey, nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I just want to let you know. I ended up stopping by Volcom and I had an interview there and, and he's like, Oh damn. Okay. (laughs) So well, I'll give you a little better offer. I said, I'm not doing that choice again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, yeah so um yeah i worked for so i started Volcom in 2004 um doing teas and fleece uh kind of product development and design and just kind of worked into like a fleece designer and specialty teas and smu design for for about gosh i did that program for about yeah i did it for six years What's SMU then, design? Um, specialty makeup. So it's like 
for Pac Sun. That remember that place? Oh yeah. Yeah, so. I think they're still around the corner, to be honest. I, I think there's one in the mall over here. Oh, rad. I haven't seen one in ages. Yeah, so it's like um, or Tilly's or Zoomies. They would come in and say, oh, we need certain graphics or we want this look and that. Then you you do specialties for them. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Kind of like one-offs. Uh, so, yeah, so we're doing that. And then um, uh, ended up moving over to the board short position over there at Volcom. So that was like pretty that was rad. Kind of yeah. like a dream job, you know, like okay, I'm the board short designer for Volcom now. Like oh yeah. That's pretty you kinda of, kind of felt like I made it. Yeah, that's epic. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Those are signature um, that's a signature. I mean that's great, man. You you and plus you were in the pocket for the growth phase of that as, as you were with Quicksilver from the bottom up, but like, that's such a cool position to be in. Yeah, it was, it was amazing. And going over to Hawaii um, and meeting, getting to hang out with Wassel and Ty Van Dyke. Uh, actually before I was in the um, board short position and surf pipeline with those guys, it was, that first trip I had there was amazing. Um, it was so cool. That uh, one might guys, have to be my story. That's a great story. No, were you, did you get to stay? Yeah, give us the background. Did you stay at the Jerry house or was it the Volcom house? By yeah. Then? So this guy, Kevin Braden, he was working in marketing and I was always at that time, Volcom always had the Tavi trip and I was always trying to get on the Tavi trip, but, like there was never a spot for me. And then this one, so this would have been 2008, I think maybe, um, 2008 or nine, uh, Kevin Braden's just like, dude, Joe, we just got the Jerry Lopez house. Nobody's staying there. Um, you should, you should fly over and, uh, go stay there. And I'm like, wow. what? Like stay at the Jerry house. Like, He's out. Yeah. All you got to do is book your flight. You got the guys will pick you up and do the whole thing and you can stay in Jerry's room. And oh, I'm, like, no. Good Lord. I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Next week's my birthday. I'm like, this is perfect. I'll, I'll yeah, I'll go. I'll, <laughs> I'll go. And, uh, yeah, that was so rad. So I get picked up from the airport. And uh, we're like driving out and we go the back way. So we go the long way kind of, and I don't really know much about it. The highways, whatever, but so as I was driving in to the North shore and the guy told me, he's like, yeah, well, we had to go this way because the road, there was a mudslide at, at Waimea Bay. So the uh -huh. highway's closed. And I was like, oh, that's lame. Like, okay, whatever. I would just wish we could have got there faster. You know, like, so excited to be there. And we showed up. And the first day there, there was a, like, a body surfing contest going on. Like Mark Cunningham's out there judging or in it? <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I'm just showing up and I'm just like, oh, my God, pipes, like, you know, to my eyes, it's six to eight foot. 
maybe 10 foot, just beautiful afternoon trade, like light trades. And it, they've got this bodyboarding or body surfing event going on. And it's just ending. And I'm like walking up with all my boards in my bags. And I see all the people at like the team house. And then they're like, oh, you're over here. You know, where there's nobody. Go through the big gate. Oh, bring your stuff up here. And you're walking through the legendary house there. And you're just like up the wooden stairs. And then there's Jerry's post, the poster of Jerry at Pipeline in the hallway. And you just keep going up. And it's like, yeah, right here. And you're looking in each room. And there's just stacks of boards. And it's like, oh, yeah, Bruce was here last. And oh, this is Dusty's, you know, room. And Zeke was downstairs over here. And, and you're just like, I don't even belong here. <laughs> right but, oh man and, and then you come walking back out and i remember walking into the um yard at the team house and the first guy that's there is kala alexander <laughs> oh boy and i'm just like hey what's up how's it going he's like hey man uh dude i'm like looking out there and i'm just going like man these waves look so so good like this is i've seriously dreamt about being here my whole life and now i'm here and i don't want to get in anybody's way i don't want to get my ass kicked yeah and i don't belong here like i really don't belong here this is amazing i just don't want to get out in anyone's way yeah in anyone's way and be that guy and he looks at me and he just goes like joe you're meant to be here it's on you see that girl over there that just paddled out follow her she likes to sit wide and as you get comfortable over there wide start moving a little bit closer i'm like are you sure like he's like dude that's what you're here for go get some you know like you know just you know what to do and couldn't have been like, nicer oh couldn't have been God. nicer like so nice and I couldn't believe it. Um, so I just ran, grabbed my boards, paddled out. I don't think I really got any waves that first afternoon. But man, I was so over the moon of just being, the pipeline is so rad when you're sitting in the channel and you're just watching the way the wave breaks. It's just, it's amazing the way it kind of like, it comes in, then it goes up and then it goes out. Like the, it's just, it's mesmerizing oh. from the channel. And, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe I was there. And I remember the second day, it was the second day on the trip that, uh, it was, it was blown out. It was probably, you know, it was, it was definitely overhead and I was kind of surfing by myself and there was one other guy out like Nathan Fletcher was out there. Um, just kind of messing around and I got one and I felt it like I'd, I've made a drop. I did the drop like where I could feel myself almost stalling, almost going backwards before I dropped in and the late drop and all the way down to the bottom. And I came in and the worst wave ever surfed out there. But to me, it was like, Oh my God, oh, I did it. Okay. Now I've made the drop. I know what to do. I can do it. Um, and it was, I called some buddies that night too, just having some beers. Oh my God, I made a drop at pipe. No, it was terrible. It was, 
Just clarify, Joe, is it 10 to 12 Hawaiian or, or is it, you know, Californian 10 to 12 feet? I'm Californian. I call it how I see it. It's 10 to 12, my style. So double overhead, not yeah. like. Beautiful. That would have been a huge Hawaiian, right? Well, it doesn't like, it doesn't really like when it gets bigger, it kind of moves out to that second reef. Yeah, and exactly. It starts walking out as it gets bigger. So this was like perfect first reef, just glorious, perfect. just big enough. There was some capping on the outside. Um, and then you could see the whitewash out on third reef from time to time. Wow. And so, yeah, it was, it was solid. And Gavin Beshin, just hanging out with him and going out in the, in the water with those guys. And it was, it was, so awesome so i just kept like inching my way in and trying to get a couple waves didn't you know the, just trying to learn it's sketchy it's gnarly oh it's so yeah. gnarly <laughs> it's, it's like i'm just like thinking back and so we i'm there for a couple of days it is like just pristine pipe mid, beginning of april um and there's like hardly anybody out wow comes to my birthday like well so finally one of these days actually was it this okay i'm gonna back up like the second day i was there the second day i was there the third day i was out surfing on a little five eight it was small and the swell was starting to come in and uh, my leash broke and i lost my board and i got stuck in that rip between gums and pipe oh mm. Oh my God. I swear I thought I was never coming in. And I was like, I'll never, I'll never have a beer again. I'll never have a cigarette again. I'll never do anything bad again <laughs> in my life. Like, I just get me to the shore. I promise. Uh, you know, and so then Wassel, uh, there's guys sitting up there on the bench on the Jerry house watching. And I guess they were all out there laughing. <laughs> and going, hey, Wassel, you better go get your buddy. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm just like, out there, just, just this, you know, Howley, you know, this 35 or, you know, 30 to 35 year old Howley out there, just like, just, I, oh man, I was so out of place. And uh, yeah, I finally made it in, grabbed my board, and I'm like walking up the beach. I was like, oh my God, I was the worst. <laughs> I swear I thought I was going to die. And I feel like, I was so winded. Yeah, and then I walked up to the house and I was like, okay, give me a beer and give me a cigarette. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. How'd you get in? Did you swim over to go? Nah, it just kind of floated me into, yeah, close enough over into gums where, you know, there were a yeah. couple of times I, I was able to touch the sand with my feet. I'm like, oh, oh I God. made it. And it just sucked me back <laughs> out. And I'm just like, no, oh, oh, this is the worst. So that was kind of like, yeah, I got that little tour of Pipeline, which was super fun. And 
Um, and then there was one day, um, I remember we were out there and dropping in on this wave and this is towards the end of the trip. And I'm just like, it, everything slowed down. Yeah. Like it's all kind of like, um, surreal where I just, all I remember doing is like coming like off the bottom, kind of like mid face bottom turn and just looking at Ayukai and pumping as hard as I possibly could just racing this thing just, and I, I can feel stuff around me, but I can't like my, I'm looking so far away from where I was to get out of it. And, uh, man, I was going so fast. I could feel the bet. Like, I don't know. I, I know I was barreled, but I, I, I couldn't even tell if I was barreled or not. I couldn't tell you what I was doing on the wave. I was just running for my life. And I'm like paddle back out. I'm sitting there for a while. And this guy comes out, this Hawaiian kid comes out. He's got quick or uh, O'Neill stickers on, on his board. And he comes paddling right up to me and he's like, Hey man, dude, I saw you get that wave. That was the best wave I've seen ridden all day. That thing was in Insane. I'm like, oh. oh, I'm sorry, man. You got the wrong dude. <laughs> you know? And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you're the one with this short sleeve wetsuit top with the Aussie right artwork on the back with the green and black sleeves and the crazy shorts. Like, nobody else is wearing that out here. And I was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Oh, and, man. Uh, and I bird? was like, man, that's so killer. And I'm like, dude, it's my birthday. This is the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it was cool. I've, the birthday I've wave. A, the birthday wave at Pipe. And yeah. I mean, the thing probably like, it's probably like shoulder high. <laughs> I mean, I feel. <laughs> I, it, you know? Shoulder high pocket I, ride. I feel you, dude. Uh, like it uh, felt like the big, I mean, it was a solid wave, but. No, no, don't um, sell yourself short. That's incredible. And, and even to get a wave at pipe is an amazing thing. I think uh, based on my one trip there, uh, I can say uh, you should. Uh, yeah, this is a story worth sharing because it's it's one of those that, you know, guys like me are from Florida dream about going out there and paddling out and catching one good wave and fucking hey, dude, you did it. So that's amazing. I mean, you probably got more than a good wave, you know? <laughs> Well, the funny thing is that, so that, that was my first trip. I ended up getting the board short position over there. Oh, wait, no, wait, let me go back to the end of the, the, the trip. So we ended up going to like town. I think it was like Billy Kemper, Rico Jimenez, um, Tom Doslin, and just kind of the, the rat pack that was hanging out at the team house. Um, we went down there, watched some like MMA fighting, um, and I went to Foodland. I bought everybody food. I was trying to be like as cordial to everyone and make sure like I didn't over, I didn't like bum anyone out. So I had the best trip ever. And then on the the day I, when I was saying my goodbyes to Wassel and Ty Van Dyke, I'm just like, guys, thank you so much. Greatest trip of my life. I just want to thank you so much for everything. Like, I can't wait to come back and do this again. 
And Ty Van Dyke just looks at me and he goes, you know what, Joe? Don't come back. <laughs> I'm like, what? He's like, don't come back. I'm like, seriously, Ty? Like, this is, I've, I've seriously tried to be on my best behavior and everything. And you're saying not to come back? What'd I do? And he's like, Joe, come back anytime. But you'll never, ever, ever get pipeline like you did on this trip. Uh-huh. And he's like, the reason why it was so uncrowded was the Cam Highway was closed. So people right. couldn't drive up. And um, so you'll never see it that size and that good for that many days with nobody out. Like, it'll never happen again. Like, you were the lottery ticket winner. And I was nice. like, wow. Yeah, it was pretty special. It was, and I mean, it was solid, like, yeah, it was solid 12 to 15 foot. Ooh, like, baby. That's epic. Egging the whole time. So that was really cool. And then we ended up, I ended up going over for quite a few years each winter. Um, oh, doing like good. Short, um, kind of round tables with retailers and stuff like that. Um. And then one year, and for the Pipe Pro, one year we were out there for the Pipe Pro and they called it off because it was too big. It was calling for 20 to 22 foot with occasional 25. And uh, that day, I don't know what was wrong with me, but I was like, I want some. I think today's (laughs) the day I'm going to go get my stand-up barrel out there. So I went and I talked to Derek Dumphy and I was like, dude, how do you do it? What do you do? Like, like I'm like 90% positive, 10% negative. Like I know, or 99% positive. I'll be fine. Like I know what to do. I know what to do. Like it just feels right. And he's like, dude, if you're feeling positive about it, go for it. You got it. You got it. And I'm just like, Holy smokes. Go downstairs. Ty's like, Oh, I got this seven, six for you. Like it's insane. Like go for it. It's a Cadillac. Go ride the Cadillac. Like, oh my god what am i doing here i call my wife i'm like i love you uh, you're probably never gonna see me again but like the guys are saying go for it like because i want it for myself i'm gonna go give this a shot she's like okay yeah whatever yeah like why what, what, what? you know like i don't even know what he's doing but to me it was super gnarly um second reef walking down the beach like yeah, the second re- – I mean, there was – there was everyone was kind of sitting wide. A couple people were sitting a little bit deep to get the chip shots in. And I remember watching it, and this guy, Graham um, – Noel, Noel – ah, I can't I, – I can't remember his last name. Noeller or something. Um, super nice guy. Looks like Kelly Slater. He's really funny. Everyone always – made that joke when we were over there but uh, he's like just sit wide you'll be fine you'll be fine just where that pack is go sit there you're good I'm like all right cool cool i got this so i grabbed the seven six walk down in front of the house walking down kind of by the rock where you paddle out and as i'm walking up alex gray's right there I'm like oh alex dude i'm so stoked you're you're paddling out right now like I'm going to paddle. And he's like, no way. I'm stoked. You're here. This is the greatest. I'm like, no, dude, you're, you have a job right now. Your job (laughs) is to help me get out there and and don't let me die. Yeah. But for some reason I want to do it now. I'm like, so I'm going to follow you. You just, you just lead the way. I'll go when you go. 
I'll paddle behind you. You just go when you're ready to go and just try not to get me killed. <laughs> so we ended up paddling out together. Man, it was, of course, I get, I get caught by a couple, but I made it out pretty much okay. And, um, and then I remember sitting wide out there and this one came in. I go to paddle for it. I'm like, oh, this will just be easy. You know, Wardo ends up coming zooming by my face. Oh, man. Okay. Oh, that must have been a good one. I'm like, all right. So I catch the next wave from that. And it was kind of just wide. And I remember just doing this kind of like slow cut back and then into this like kind of faded in, into the inside bowl and like riding this 7.6 Cadillac and just like, oh my God, this is so rad. And little, <laughs> you know, pocket ride, tube ride and come out oh my god no way i did it like i got one and then i paddle back out and i'm starting to feel really cocky and like, all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get one of these and then sitting there and i look and like the gudowskis are out there and zeke and alex and i'm like looking where i'm sitting and now i'm sitting inside all of them I go, oh shit, guys! <laughs> about to go down. I'm supposed to be sitting wide. I'm sitting in the wrong spot. Oh no! Like it's about ready to get, go down. Get ready. And I think this wave came in. I scratched into one, and I was feeling so confident. And the thing just rolled just just underneath me. And man, that would have been the one. I don't know. I might have died. But. <laughs> yeah. um, like I was in the moment and I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. And I like, that was my opportunity to get that wave. I always dreamt about. And, and then I turn around and Oh my God, there's this monster just lurching right at me. And I'm just like, Oh my God, like the heaviest, most solid wave I've ever seen. And I'm just like, Oh God, what do I do? And I just start scratching trying i'm like what do i do do i ditch or do i duck do i ditch or do i duck and i'm like oh my god i'm on like ty's board i can't break his board all right we just gotta duck dive it so i duck dive this thing i've never ducked dive like that in my life i swear to god i was like six feet underwater <laughs> yeah. duck dive i ever did and i'm like floating Sweet. up i just remember i can remember this forever just like floating up looking around the water was so beautiful. This is the coloring and just seeing fish swimming around and felt like I was Nemo or something for a second. Just like totally in the moment, like they're so surreal, so rad. And then I come up and there's like 20 feet of whitewash like oh. coming right at me. And I'm just like, ah, ditch the board, get rolled all the way into the beach. No so way. Like, all right. Well, okay. One and done. Did the whole tour. Let's go. We're out. Okay. Had the whole experience. I'm good. Yeah, that is 100% <laughs> of the pipe experience, it sounds like. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was, that's like, yeah, that, that's, that was awesome. I, well, good. I, I love that one. There has to be perks to being the board short designer for Volcom. And it sounds like you for sure captured like at least a good chunk of them, especially with like all the pipe pros. And uh, I don't know, just being able to live that, you know, 
two for even if it was a week or two a year, maybe more even, but that's like, you know, dreamland. I, John and I were out there in 2019. We went out for the, um, actually John went out for the brag big wave, um, risk assessment group kind of training. Oh and yeah. Yeah. So he got that done and the certification, but in the process they were running the pipe pro or, you know, the masters during the window. And in 2019, we were landing when Slater was getting his 10 at back door and we, we made it to obviously, you know, where our place was at sunset beach and the eight days we were there, I even extended my flight. It was supposed to be really good. They were supposed to run every day we were there pretty much. And they didn't run any days what we were there and they ran the day after we left. And so despite the fact that we didn't get to see a single heat, when we were, when we were on the ground, um, we did run into a filmmaker who'd been at the festival. His name's Jack Coleman. And, you know, if I, oh, he's dish- my old roommate. no way. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. So, you know, Jack's like in the Florida surf film festival hall of fame. He's had like three movies there. He's come out for almost everyone. He's has a great time. Every time he's there, we, we can't have a, we, we couldn't have a more independent, um, you know, filmmaker, who just loves the sport more than him. And it just so happens we ran into him um, at the beginning of the trip. And then John went to Holly Eva to pick up a, a bonzer from the yeah, Campbell. I was, I was picking up a board from Duncan. Yeah. Oh my God. So he's over there in, in Holly Eva and I roll up with my camera gear and I'm kind of a, a super amateur camera, you know, photographer guy or whatever. And, um, and I can hold my own, but pipes just, not in my skill set at this point in my life. And uh, I, but I look up at the Jerry house there and and Jack's on the second floor. He says, Hey, Kevin, come on up, you know? And I, I was like, Oh, nice, man. I've never been in the Jerry house or whatever. I got to go up there and perched on the balcony. And I'm like, I'm never leaving, not to even go to the bathroom, whatever I have to do. I'm just going (laughs) to sit here as long as I can. Yeah. That view is amazing. Oh, I'm just freaking out, you know, sitting next to Jack, shooting some stills and, uh, Jack Freestone's out there with like three guys out and it's getting better and better by the minute. And, uh, they had already called it off for the day. It's probably 10 30 or something like that. And so I called John texted John and I was like, man, you have to get down here fucking immediately grab any, whatever you have to do, just finish what you're doing and get here immediately. And he walks up, um, 20 minutes later with his t-shirt on, he's got this like kind of funky step up asymmetric thing. And there's still nobody out, like nobody's kind of figured it out yet. And, um, but Jack Freestone's out there and he's getting good waves every few minutes. You know, you got a little rain squall kind of makes it look shitty for a minute. And then it, it just goes away and it's perfect. And, uh, John jumps in paddles out first time ever at pipe. I got photos of him. Jack got video of him. He got like two or three really good waves and, um, you know, nothing too crazy big. I would say it was probably like six to eight feet on the face and just kind of super that's fun. Triple, that's triple overhead for John. That's uh, right. I know, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And so we're, I'm just in heaven. Like I, I, I was actually, uh, you know, pinching myself. It, it was amazing. I'm shooting photos of my buddy at pipe with freestone, Jack freestone paddles in after a little bit, John's out there talking with him. Idolo paddles out. He's talking to Idolo, and, and it's just John and Idolo at pipe 
and it's really good. And it was, it was one of the best experiences of my life. So I can only imagine what you were feeling on all these great trips out there to the, you know, the Mecca. I mean, it is, it's a very special place and the people there are so wonderful and just everyone just makes it better and better and better. Like it's already the greatest place and seems to bring out the best in people as well. Um, The locals there are just so kind and wonderful, you know, like as long as you're yourself and yeah. um, And I just, I remember one year, paddling out and Nathan Hedge was out there like we were paddling out together a couple times during the week and then at the end of the week I I saw him at Turtle Bay I was having a drink with the guys and went walking by and he like stopped and he's like dude you were killing it out there and I'm just like what oh my That's god I rad. From oh my Nathan god. Hedge at Pipe like oh wow I guess I did do okay like Wow. I, I, I was, I, yeah, I loved it. I, I, the funny thing is now I go back or the last time I went back and I had kids, you know, I have six year old twin boys now and they would have been like one or two at the time. Right. I was terrified. I'm like, (laughs) I can't even like paddle into this thing. Like, I I don't know. It's just, it's weird. Yeah. I I don't know. It scares me now. Yeah, it's a, a heavy, heavy wave. For a moment in time there, I was all about it. And, and I just, I, I really got to give it a few good goes. And it's funny, I have a buddy that lives in town and I'd always call him, Johnny, come meet me. Like, come surf pipe, dude. It's so fun. And he's like, dude, F you. Yeah, you're <laughs> out of your mind. What are you talking about? You're out of your I'm mind, like, dude. Come, <laughs> out, come paddle with the guys. And like, everyone's so cool. And he's like, Dude, nobody gets to go stay at the pipe house and have all those guys like push you into waves, you know? And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's easy. He's like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. So, yeah, yeah with like, like Kaimana Henry, I love Kaimana. He's, he's such a rad dude. And yeah, it's just a great group of people over there. And I was yeah. Yeah, so fortunate to be able to, to experience that. I can yeah, imagine because I know that 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 trip that Kevin was talking about, just the fact that um, him and Jack Coleman were up on the balcony shooting, you know, photos and videos. I think that gave me a lot of like encouragement. If those guys wouldn't have been up there, I probably wouldn't have been nearly as um, keen to go right. and, and kind of <laughs> charge. And and uh, especially like when when Kevin texted me, I was literally like Duncan was handing me a, a bonzer that I had uh, that I had picked up. And I was chatting with him and then Kevin sent me that text and I drove like a hundred miles an hour up from Holly Eva. And I knew it was going to be good when I like pulled up and there was a parking spot right, right on the curb, right in front of the pipe house. And I just, (laughs) I slung the rental car in there, grabbed my board, like threw my gear on, ran down. I see, I look up, I see Jack and Kevin on the balcony and I was just like, Oh, this is magic. And there's, I look out and it's, there's three guys in the water and it was Jack Freestone and uh, Pete Mendia's ki- uh, kid Keppa was out there and another Grom and they came in almost immediately. And then Italo paddled out for a while. Like he said, it was just me and Jack Freestone and Italo. And uh, 
It's funny because this is the first time we've ever talked about this like on the podcast, but I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Italo paddled out and he did, we didn't say a lot because he was full in like head down, like focus on the world title mode. But we, we chatted for about 10 minutes and I told him, I said, look, I said, we're all rooting for you to kick Gabriel's ass. And he went out <laughs> the next, the next day, me and Kevin got on a plane and flew home and they ran the final day and he beat Gabriel in the final. And so I'm just going to say that I had a little something to do with him winning his first world title. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ex- I, and John skipped over the best part. Like when John came in, I had already packed the camera as he was coming in and I went downstairs, I high five and we were smiling. It was like, this is the best day of our lives. This is great. And we both turn around and look out and Idolo gets a 10. It's yeah. a, a deep yeah. barrel comes out of the barrel, uh, does like a six foot air, easily six foot straight air and lands it. And, and like, it's no big deal. And I can't, can't believe what I'm seeing because I know how hard it is just to get out there and catch one wave and hear this, here's this human being doing these things. And we talk a little bit more, we're talking to Balaram and Balaram stack and a couple other guys there. We turn around and Idolo does the exact same thing, another 10. And it was just whatever John said to him out there or did to him. I don't know what happened. (laughs) Uh, he, he absolutely took it to heart and, uh, put together a win for, for the people. And I think the, um, the, uh, evidence of our, I, I've, for the record, Joe, like I've known John since 2000, I want to say nine or 10. And, uh, we can, we became really good friends when we started this festival, but the, uh, I've never seen John so drunk in my entire life <laughs> from, from stoke and liquor. Uh, then, then the night we went to Lele's and celebrated that surf session. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. That was an epic, uh, epic I know how that goes. Those are, those are the best of days. Those are the best of days. Yeah, absolutely. And then it, I remember, uh, back to that one big day I was out and then Tom, we're in the car ride over to Lele's and Tom Carey's like, Oh, that was you on that wave. I got this sequence. No I way. Got a sequence of you. Oh, I'll show it to you later. And I couldn't wait. And I couldn't wait. Dude, I, get, I see the sequence. It looks like it's like a four foot wave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, because, you know, the barrel gets so small at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah just, it, it, it was just like, I, I had this huge moment in my life. And then it's just like back to reality. Yeah. Like, well, just, John. It's so funny. It is. Yeah. Well, John's John's paid his dues at uh, surf time at, at Kandui, and he knows, uh, you know, steep drops and and long, strung out barrels, and um, you know, uh, sketchy endings. And he's 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 done it all. I've seen him do it. And when he came in from pipe, he straight up said that is the most fucked up, dangerous wave I've ever surfed on, John. Right? I mean, yeah, it was- yeah it's I, I, it's the most difficult wave to surf I've ever been on period <laughs> i remember J- uh, gavin beshin told me to go on one he's like i'm gonna get you a good one i'm gonna get you a good one he's like go 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 and i went and ended up jumping off in the barrel and hitting my shoulder on the reef and ripping my <laughs> wetsuit and oh. coming back out and gavin's like oh man what happened oh i'm so sorry i feel so bad and i'm just like dude that was awesome i hit the bottom like, I got, I got to experience that. I'm okay. I'm good. Like, no way. 
Like, nice. Yeah, it's just a, it's such a rad, special place. It, it really is. That's epic. So, so uh, transitioning a little, Joe, what, uh, what made you leave Volcom? Um, well, after being there 14 years, um, a lot of the guys that um, had long-standing relationships with had kind of moved on. And, uh, just, it just didn't seem the same to me anymore. And I was kind of losing my heart in it, you know, my, my passion for, for the brand had kind of changed a little bit, you know, sure. like, um, and so then I was like, you know what, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start looking around or just kind of you know, have my ears open. And then, um, one of the guys that the sales manager from Volcom, he's over here at Pelagic, the fishing brand. Um, he hit me up and he's like, dude, you want a job? I come over here. It's like way more mellow hours. We'll pay you more. We'll do this, that, and the other thing. And you know, the fishing market's blowing up and all that. And I went in I looked at their product and I was like, Oh my God, I'll do it because I can, I can tackle this and make improvements upon the line and help grow the business. And so yeah, I've been there for about three and a half years and it's a wonderful little family over there. And nice. um, it's a perfect spot for me to, you know, like having the six year old twin boys uh, get to spend time with my family. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, getting home at four o'clock in the afternoon, like, it's pretty nice. Get an hour, yeah. about two hours with the kids, you know, while mommy goes and runs errands after, you know, I get home or she gets to cook dinner and spend that time with the boys and I take them to school in the morning. And, you know, one of my, one of the guys that, uh, I've known for a long time, Tom Reese, who's been there at Volcom and he was, you know, helped really, you know, he was instrumental as well in building that brand and, he had told me, he goes, man, I'll never get that time back with my kids. That's yeah. the one thing I regret. And he had told me that um, kind of right before I made the decision to leave. And I go, you know what? If I have an opportunity to get more time with my family, then that's most important to me now. So, yeah, I kind of did that and I couldn't be happier. And I don't know. It's just, it's a great little spot. So I'm stoked. That's epic, man. And just changes it up. And um, and then also the nice thing there is um, they totally support um, side projects. And, um, you know, like they support us, you know, try, you know, let us do non-conflicting businesses. So Nice. uh, Yeah, that was going to be my question next. uh, You know, at Volcom, if I was. I kind of, you know, I was at Volcom when I created Country Club Surf Club and came up with the idea and just knowing that, like, I just thought it would be so funny if there was going to, we're watching that, you know, Kelly's first, that first contest they had, which was like the Founders Cup or the future, it was, I think yeah, it was the fa- found, yeah, Founders Cup, Cup, the very first one. Yep. And, uh, like, nobody could watch it, nobody could see it, like, People are, you know, they got big Tony being the guard at the gate and, you know, like everyone was just trying to see photos and 
was so exclusive and but the wave was so insane and um everyone just started you know everyone was like talking about it right like everyone had an opinion it was either wave pools are the greatest thing in the world like can you believe what's going on this is insane and then other people are going this is the death of surfing this is the worst thing that could ever happen and <laughs> man everyone was lighting up about it and we we're sitting there and i'm just like god you know what the funniest thing is there's gonna end up being a wave pool brand that all these guys at these wave pools they you know they they're gonna they're gonna like they're gonna be all about this one brand and then they're gonna be endemic to the brand is what i'm trying to say and the industry is gonna be bombed they're gonna be like wait a minute there's this stupid company called something like country club surf club <laughs> and all the wave pool guys are gonna rock it and it, it's it's just like hilarious i go you know what ah <laughs> oh, i just bought the domain all right i got the instagram i'm gonna make country club surf club beautiful so yeah so it was just like um just this fun little idea of like creating a brand around wave pool surfing um there you go being tongue-in-cheek with everything that I've gone through um, as a designer or a surfer and just my life and the things that legal at the other brands wouldn't let me do. And now I've got no one to report to so I can do them and maybe I'll get a cease and desist or whatever. And <laughs> I don't care. Like, you know, like it's got a full-time job so I can just totally have fun with it. And Building That's relationships great. with all the guys building these pools is so cool. They're all so stoked. Um, it's, it's just rad. I love the little environment that they got going on um, at each one of these different locations. I've got zero experience with working wave pools, but um, we had Jamie Meiselman on for a podcast, and uh, he was he was a, a guy that tried to start one back in 2006, 2007, something like that in Orlando. And um, it fell apart, but the, uh, the ones that are out there now look fun. And my son lives in Austin. I'm dying to go out and just give Waco a whirl at some point, but you're right. I mean, this is going to be pretty, uh, ubiquitous down the road. I think the, uh, you know, Tom, who, who'd we have on the podcast? Like Tom Lochtefeld was on the podcast. Yeah. Tom Lochtefeld. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so we, we talked to him and, you know, he's subtly, claimed you know that there's going to be i don't know by 2024 2025 pretty much most major major markets like airplane hubs you know what i mean will have a surf park at some point so yeah. this is all going in the right direction if you like that sort of thing and i'm not a purist i don't care as long as somebody's out there having fun good for you and uh i think that's kind of where your brand is at which is wonderful you know, it's something that we all dreamt of and drew pictures of as yeah. we were a kid. To be able to watch it come to fruition is super special. Um, I've been, I went to uh, Inland Surf Park way back in the day, uh, which was super fun. Um, the wave wasn't that good at all, but it was so neat to like show up and see this wave come out of nowhere. And you're just like, yeah. oh my gosh. 
This is insane. <laughs> and then we did Waco a couple years ago, which was awesome. Um, God, the crew there is just great. Um, That's great. Like Brian Fillmore and Rob Henson. Um, well, the neatest thing was like right when COVID kind of happened too, like all the, it was just wild. All the surf clips you started seeing were from Waco. Right. Yeah. All these kids boosting and all these kids launching. And then it's like, oh, Trestles fires for three days and they do a little write up. Then it's back to the Waco show. Like <laughs> it's amazing what these kids get to do. And man, it's going to be really neat to see the progression of the sport with that combined with obviously in the water or yeah. in the ocean. And yeah, it's, it's funny though. I sit there and I go, I, it took me a while to come to terms with after working at quick and working at Volcom to look at myself in the mirror and go, I really started a brand called country club surf club. <laughs> Like, that is, like, the opposite of me, but, like, it feels so right and just so fun and not being serious um, Yeah. and having a good time with it. And people have really taken a liking to it, and it's really special to, you know, get the support that I do um, from people in the industry. It's... Um, that's great. Yeah, it's insane. I'm I'm blown away. Well, well congratulations. Yeah, and, and hats off to you, Joe, for having the foresight, you know, seeing the growth of these wave pools and these parks and and uh and having the the foresight to to say to know that hey, there's going to be a brand that's going to, you know, slide in the door there and it might as well be me. So I right mean, it's, it's funny, you know, like yeah. I I and I mean there's so the whole thing was like, if, if I can create a brand where I can build relationships with people that are running the pools, I can go and I can go on a trip and I can take my kids and we'll know people, we'll get to throw them high fives and we'll have a great time, right? I'll flow them some product, whatever. And like, it just enhances the day yeah. um, to, I'm actually going to Kelly's pool on Monday. Oh, no way. And That's great. the raddest thing is, is, well, we did surf expo and we opened up some accounts and a bunch of accounts actually, um, which I can't believe like the response was fantastic. We we're like little darlings of the show. It was so cute. Nice. Um, <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm getting this discounted rate for somebody's that to go on this trip, but I can, I can write this off. Yeah, 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 you can. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Let's make some more sales so we can keep writing these things off. And so I'm going to head out. We're going to the Kelly Slater Wave Pool. Tom Carey's going to be shooting, which would be awesome. We'll get some collateral for some, you know, Instagram marketing or whatever and for the website. And yeah, it's awesome. It's all good fun, you know, and it's like, it's like going to Hawaii or it's going yeah. to the Mentawise or doing these other trips where, you know, at Volcom, I got to travel, man, I surfed Australia. I'd been to Indonesia. I'd been to pipeline and I've, I'd done all these different spots and 
even here, like I, I love surfing river jetties, but I just drive by it every day. I like I've surfed it so much that unless it's like really good, I'm like, meh, like I've done it. Yeah. So these wave pools now it's like, um, it's like surf travel, right? You're yeah. It's something new. Going to surf another, it's, it's new and it's different and it's, it's nothing that we've done. So, um, there is kind of this really neat aspect to it like that as yeah. well. And, Man, when there's four in Palm Springs and each one is a little bit different, and it's going to be so yeah. expensive. And it is going to be so expensive. Oh, my I know. God. Exactly. <laughs> it is going to be so expensive. And that's well, what's so fun is, like, with the brand, I can say stuff that you wouldn't say at yeah. if you own a wave pool. Like, I can make sure to say, good waves ain't cheap. Yeah, you know? exactly. And, yeah, exactly. And, and, and like, and it still relates to surf travel in general. Like it's not cheap to go to Hawaii and go, get yeah. waves. but you know, like that's what I really find fun about the whole project. Well, and, uh, Joe, congratulations, man, on a, on a great run uh, and, and doing what you love. It. Yeah. And doing what you love. It's nice to see, to share your story and your pipe stories. And uh, man, I mean, just what a cool thing. Hopefully, you know, when all these, you know, you know, we, when these pools are up and running, we, we bump into each other at one at some point. And in fact, on Monday, if you guys have an extra couple of spots, I think John and I can write it off too, right, John? Yeah. I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, thanks again, Joe. It was nice to talk to you. Uh, pleasure's mine. That was rad. Great catching up with you, Johnny and Kevin. Really nice to meet you. Yeah. No, Joe, thanks, man. Epic chatting with you. And like, like, like Kevin said, congrats and uh, congrats for, for bringing a brand back into the industry that is uh, a little less serious and a little more fun and tongue in cheek. And uh, we definitely need more of that. And um, yeah, it was great, great catching up with you. And we'll have to have you out for the festival sometime. And uh, I'd love look, to. I'd love look to. forward to seeing you, bud. Thanks for having a chat with us. Bye, Joe. All right. Cheers. Cheers, Woo. bud. Thanks, bud. Later. Thanks for joining us. I honestly can say I've never really had a boring conversation with Joe Frizzell in my life. No, no, that that's great to you know hear him talk about those pipe days and I don't know all all around. He joined us from his phone, um, sitting in Costa Mesa, probably after a surf, a lunchtime surf, and just uh, glad to meet him he's a nice guy he's a great guy and he really he's truly stoked like at every aspect of life the guy is just amped and uh, and it comes through and uh, can't wait to see what he does with Country Club Surf Club I think that's that's going to be a big hit yeah me too I, I just uh, feel lucky we got this opportunity to talk, talk with him and uh, we did not get the invite uh, for Monday at Kelly's pool <laughs> uh, yet again we are left by the wayside um but we're gonna we'll get there one day um yeah fingers crossed fingers crossed we'll get there all right well thanks for joining us again as always like to thank our sponsors atlantic center for the arts rourke revival uh yeti monster energy our presenting sponsor of the festival and uh to all those other you know sponsors on the website who are diehard and true fans of our festival we really appreciate your support
Absolutely. Globe, uh, Red Dog Surf Shop um, since day one, Brian Lehman. Um, yeah, the list is long, and we appreciate the support from all those folks, and we appreciate you listening. Yeah, I think, you know, May is a time, you know, a good time when we announce our programming for June. It's looking good so far. So, uh, yeah, enjoy the podcast. We'll put another one out here soon, hopefully with uh, Chaz Smith about his new book. Um, I think it's it's uh, called, oh, no, it's escaping me. It's For the bank bigger. robbers? Yeah, or, Blessed Are the blessed Bank are, Robbers. Yeah, Blessed Be the Bank Robbers. Yeah, I'm like five chapters in. It's solid. Nice, nice. Thanks right. for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Nice. You.